Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So what the fuck is good, y'all? I haven't been here in a while. I didn't give you an episode last week. I took the week off, you know, Labor Day, but it was also Leslie's birthday. So we were doing a lot of shit that week. And here's the thing. Your girl over here, you know, I, I it's only so long I can I can go. I can't I can't party and stay up like I used to. So we stayed up three nights in a row to like damn near three in the morning. I was freaking exhausted. I couldn't do it. And so, um, so yeah, so I had to take a break. I will say that before I left, I recorded with the guys and Jamar and Chris are some of the funniest people, you know, I know we cut up all the time. Uh, last time I was here, I basically gave you an episode of just how our conversations go in the group chat. If you, you can only imagine what our group chats are like, it's crazy. And so, um, but they're just really cool cats. And so, you know, we kind of give the same energy on Third Chamber Podcast. So definitely pop over there. If you like that episode, pop over there and check us out over there. That's where you get all three of us on our show. And that's a bi-weekly show, Third Chamber Podcast is. So um, it gives you a little bit of space in between. And they're some of my favorite people to be around. So they make me laugh. But let's see. So what have I had going on? Um man, I feel like it's been so much. Uh, work has been crazy still. I'm actually taking time off. Uh, so we have this week and then next week is my birthday. So I'm taking the week off. I take the week off every year and, um, I'm going to do a little bit, a little bit of stuff. I'm going to, um, as you guys know, I've been in Charlotte now, um, for almost a year. And so because of COVID and stuff, I really haven't really been going around the city too much. Uh, so I've been trying different restaurants and, um, the last couple months and kind of peeking my head out into society recently. And so I think for my birthday, I'm going to probably try some different restaurants, um, probably stay up reading some books and just spending some, you know, quiet time with myself, maybe hit the pool or something. And, uh, yeah, I'm probably going to chill. So I'm turning 37 this year and, um, I'm, I'm blessed to see that. And, uh, yeah, so I think I'm just going to probably, I've been prepping for that and seeing what I'm going to do, probably hang out with my family. I think that's really about it. And then, um, let's see what else has been going on. The child came home from school. That was nice. Um, he came home for Les's birthday and we all hung out. Uh, I think that's about it. We haven't really been doing much. Um, I think the, I think the, the crushing thing that I've had since I've been gone from you guys was, uh, Michael K. Williams, um, passing away. He was actually one of my favorite actors. Um, absolutely loved him in Lovecraft country. I was really saddened to hear about the news about him passing. So, um, I definitely want to say rest in peace. And, you know, I said this before, I feel like the last year and a half, I feel like we have experienced so much fucking loss. It's like every time I turn around, we're losing somebody else. And it really made me really reflect and think about like people that's important to me, people that's in my life and why relationships are so important. I personally think all of my relationships that I have are important, right? And especially, you know, the ones that serve you, you know, the ones that's healthy, the ones that's like the people that's there for you. And I think sometimes it's so easy to get caught up in your work and get caught up in your life that you can just forget to pick up the phone or, you know, say hello. And so when things like this happen, it makes me kind of redirect myself to where I'm like, yo, I don't want a day to go by without this person knowing how I feel about them. Right. 
Like it's been important for me to like to make sure that I tell my loved ones, be intentional with telling my friends, like, or just being there in general, just popping in like, Hey, I haven't talked to you. Just let, let's pick a day where we can catch up and doing shit like that. Like, because we forget and we take those things for granted so much, like just popping in with people and then you don't ever want it to be a time that then that person's gone and you can't. So, you know, I'm just giving that reminder of just remembering to just be present even when we're busy, even when life's happening, just pop in on people, say hello, tell people that, you know, you love them, give them their flowers if they're important to you while they're still here. Um, I think that's important. And so I was really crushed to hear about him passing. So definitely prayers for his family. I'm a little late with saying this, but, um, I really hated that. I really did. And, uh, so with that, let's just go into the mantra of the day. So the mantra of the day is, I am relaxing and trusting that everything is aligning in my favor and unfolding for my highest good. I really like that mantra when I saw this. Um, I get these mantras from I Am Mantra on Twitter. Um, She does daily mantras. I really love them. Um, Sometimes when, there's been plenty of times recently I've woken up and I have not been in the greatest spirits and the greatest moods and I'll do my mantras and affirmations and just kind of, you know, keep pushing. My mantras are more for my long-term stuff. I do my affirmations, like kind of in those moments where I need some upliftment and, you know, remind myself who the fuck I am. And so that's why I use them for it. And so they really do help me. They help me change around my attitude, change around my spirit. And so that's why, you know, I continue to share them. So, all right. So this week, this is what we're going to do. I didn't want to plan a super long episode this week because I kind of just wanted to just talk and catch up because I haven't been here in a while. And then next week I'll give you a full episode. So I just wanted to do a deep dive um, episode where we're just going to go over uh, just a few things. I'm going to talk about what I'm watching, what I'm listening to. And then I want to talk about uh, one quick discussion and that'll be it. So let's just jump into the deep dive. All right. So for the deep dive, let's discuss what I've been watching. Now, did I did I tell you guys that I've been watching Non-Perfect Strangers on Hulu? I don't know if I talked about that last time, but I feel like y'all need to watch that. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to describe like what this show is about, but it's a group of um well, nine people and they come to this resort so this with this well like retreat or whatever so like with this retreat like you're supposed to go and like there's one person there that's like there to like um she wants to lose weight and kind of like um i guess do like some healing and go on a journey and so um she wants to go to the retreat and they say that when you go to the retreat and come back from it you know you completely feel different you know you feel lighter and you know blah 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 so not to give too much away but it's about nine people that come to the retreat and basically you find out more and more about what's happening at the retreat and things like that. So I'm up to, I'm, I'm pretty much up to date. The show fucking crazy though. Um, Regina, uh, Hall is in it. Um, and she's one of my favorite characters. She's Carmel and it's a trip. It's a trip. So y'all need to watch that. If you're not, if you're not, um, if you're not watching that, I have been keeping up with my housewives. I will say, I thought that, so I watch all of them. I thought Housewives of New York, um, we're about to have the reunion on that. 
this season was actually really good. I thought it was really good for a lot of reasons, but a lot of people don't watch, um, you know, don't really care for New York um, and things like that. But I like New York because they actually had their first um, African-American on there, which was Ebony K. Williams. And when I tell you she came on there, she shook that shit up. Then white people was like, didn't know what the fuck to do. And because it was like a literally before New York was just like a set of white women privileged white women that was just there and I don't think they really realized like their privilege or realized like their stance and and so many different uh like just varying just um just personalities and so when Ebony came you know I think they at first they didn't really like her presence because it was just like I feel like she really pointed out you know their white privilege and a lot of times people can't handle when people, you have, you have two different type people. You have people that understand that they have privilege and you have people that want to argue the fact that they don't fucking have privilege, even though they do. So it was kind of more so in that line of like, they were trying to argue the fact that like, we're, we're all the same and all this shit, man, and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, that's not reality. Cause if, because of the reality, if you know, blacks, white, were the same in America, like we wouldn't be having um, protests who wouldn't be having to have to put Black Lives Matter on a shirt if we if all this shit was the same, right? We I think we all should realize that we live in a world that's just uh, full of inequalities, unfortunately. So the fact she came and she started like throwing this shit out, like to the point that she had them so uncomfortable to where they were googling white fragility and you know white privilege and it's just crazy but it was but it was good though because it turned out to be good because I think they started to realize like hey like things that I was doing and maybe things that I was saying I might not have realized that this might be offensive but now I'm realizing this shit is offensive and I think uh at first I used to be like um I didn't think Ebony was gonna make it on the show only because she was just so like she wasn't even in your face with it though but she's so educated to where she has a way of saying shit that's directly to you, but she's not ignorant about it, but she's so intelligent. It's like, it can cut you deep because she's so clear in what she's saying. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but she's one of those type people, which is amazing. I, I love when people can use their words and they don't have to go low. She stay high the whole entire time, but she can still let you know what the fuck it is. It was great. Beverly Hills this season for me, I'm over it. Like, you know, it's the whole thing about Erica Jane and her shit, her shit is complicated, you know, like these lawsuits and shit she, she got and her stuff, her ex-husband, I really feel sorry for her. I, I will say this, in my opinion on Erica Jane is this, like I get, you know, obviously, you know, I work, I'm not a millionaire. I don't know what it feels like to have a million, a, a, like my husband being a millionaire or me being a millionaire where like, I don't have to look at my bank account. But I think even if I was a millionaire, I don't think it ever will be a time that I don't look at my money and know what the fuck I'm signing my name for. She didn't even know like what she was signing her name for and that, you know, he was moving all this money in her name. I mean, I lean towards feeling like she's telling the truth, but at the same time, like, I don't know. I couldn't be in a marriage like that where I don't know what the fuck is going on, but maybe some people are. I don't know. But because of that, you know, now she's in a world of fucking trouble. And it's really, it's just really crazy. Cause I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. So the whole season on Beverly Hills has really been about that. I didn't even watch the last episode. I'm gonna watch it, but I'm kind of like, mm, eh, eh, 
I don't know. Beverly Hills kind of... I will say, though, uh, Kathy Hilton... I think her name's Kathy. Yeah. She actually been amazing this season. She was an amazing addition this season. So, But Beverly Hills been kind of meh. And then um, Potomac's back. I will say, I didn't even watch... Uh, I, I'm a big-time Atlanta Housewives fan. I did not watch last season, like, at all. I think Atlanta's kind of... It's getting a little... Uh, boring. Oh, I also want to say rest in peace to Greg Leakes too. Um, uh, Sim talking about housewives. Uh, that was super sad to see too. And that was, so definitely want to say RIP to him. I didn't even think about that, but, um, I haven't really been watching Atlanta housewives. Nene actually is one of my favorite people that was on there. And so when, you know, she kind of left, I kind of was like, I don't like Kenya. And I loved when Nene was on there because she was just hilarious to me. And, um, so Potomac has kind of like pretty much replaced, Atlanta for me Potomac is a fucking trip I will say like I think after this season though I think Potomac needs a shake-up I do I don't really like Candace I think she talked too much um I definitely think they did Monique a disservice um I I hate that she didn't return honestly I'm wavering on Giselle and Robin like I feel like I I don't know like I just think Giselle and Robin are kind of boring like I even try to sit and listen to their podcast and like really try to get into them and it's just not good and they spend like the whole time just like talking shit about people I feel like and I mean the name of it is like reasonably shady so I guess it's meant for them to be shady or give their opinion and I guess people might can say that I talk shit about people sometimes too on my show I guess but I don't think I do but maybe that's their giving their opinion because I feel like I give my opinion I don't know but um I think Potomac's gonna get gonna need a shake-up I feel like because it's like it's just a lot going on I don't know but, um, yeah, I've been watching my housewives sometimes when, when Les is watching TV, um, you know, I've been popping in on married at first sight. This season has been kind of a trip. It's real diverse too. Um, and so I need to get caught up on that. And, uh, I haven't really been watching much. I was told that I need to watch clickbait. I need to finish Loki. Chris told me that I need to be watching Marvel's what if I heard that was really good. Um, so I'm trying to get with it. And my sister was cracked out on a manifest and she told me, I watched only the first season when it was on TV and she told me that like, it's amazing and I need to finish it. And it's, it just got really crazy. So I think I'm gonna try to do that. Honestly, I've been falling off from TV because I really been trying to really focus on like, uh, like I really been trying to get into meditation. I told you guys that. And I talked about it on the episode with Myra. And I'm really trying to get into that. So when I have moments where I can be quiet and kind of like just be, I try to do that. So I try to cut out a lot of TV time um, to try to just be present, you know, in in my world or whatever. I have been reading. Currently, I'm reading this book called Eternal. And for whatever reason, I, my family tell me I always read sad books because it, 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 it always sad. And um, but I love historical fiction. It's my favorite genre. And this one is actually about, um, it's about World War II. So it's, it goes into the Holocaust, but this is my first time reading a Holocaust book. Cause I've read a lot of them, but this is my first time reading a Holocaust book. That's actually talking about Italian Jews. And so I never, I, I mean, I knew, you know, about Mussolini and all of that. And, but I never read about like all the things that happened inside of Italy. So it's actually really interesting this book is really good um i mean i know it's about to be really i'm about to get to a point that is really fucking sad because the world war ii just started and i know what happens to the jews obviously but um the book is really good 
So, um, yeah, so I'm reading Eternal. And before that, I was reading, I've been doing a lot of thrillers lately. Um, and then I've been popping in my historical fiction. So I was trying to read something different from thrillers just to give myself a break because thrillers will have you all over the place. And then um, I think the next book that I'm reading is another historical fiction one, too. And so that's all I've been doing as far as reading wise. And so let's talk about some music and it's caught up on what I'm doing with that. So music lately, I love Nas's King Disease too. I've been playing that shit nonstop. I actually love it. It's just, it's a, it's just a, it's a grown man, woman CD. So I really love that. I'm really excited that Kendrick Lamar teased the fact that he's coming out with his album this year. I am fucking ready. I'm a big Kendrick Lamar fan. Uh, let's see. I have been listening to, um, and then, well, Certified Love Boy came out. And I will say, I was nervous about CLB because Drake, he's pushed his CD a lot. And I know, you know, Drake out here thinking he's in the, in the NBA. And so I think he tore his ACL and he had all this stuff going on. So I, so I know, like, part of why he claimed that he pushed it. But I was nervous, you know, um, about it. I will say... In my opinion, like Drake for me is always consistent. Like I know people have been like, oh, that shit ain't good. I personally think the CD is good. Like I don't personally like Way Too Sexy. It's not really my type thing, but it's a radio song. Like you got to have it. I get it. But I personally think Drake is going to give you consistency. He's going to give you good, good polished work, right? I don't really think that is anything like super outstanding as far as like lyrically, but I think that he's going to give you that and he gives you just enough. I think sometimes what I would have liked considering like, you know, for his next CD, right? I think for his next CD, if Drake actually give you some real shit, like real shit about what he's really got going on, like he kind of a little bit at one part, I think he, uh, what song was it? I think it was Champagne Poetry. Maybe he had talked about like how he was out, like fucking around and the best thing that came from that was the fact that he got his son. Like, that's shit that I actually want to hear. Like, some emotional shit, right? I was listening to this one podcast, and they said that he talked a little bit about, about therapy. I need to go back to that, because I don't know what song they were talking about that he talked about that. So I must have missed that, because I, I didn't hear that. And so I think I think sometimes when you can hear the involvement, and, like, that, that to me is what is going to set Drake apart. Like, do I think Drake is amazing? Yes, and, like... You know, I think he's one of the top, but I think what he's lacking is a grown man, woman CD. And we still haven't gotten it. And I don't, and I don't know if he feels like it's even necessary for him to do that. Um, it's a lot of songs on this CD that I really love personally. Um, and so I think it's just a safe, Drake consistent CD. That's what I think. But I don't think it's like, as far as like, oh my God, like that shit had me thinking all night. No, I don't feel that way about Certified Lover Boy. But did I did I enjoy the CD? Yes. Am I still enjoying the CD? Yeah, I am. I am. But I think his next one, though, I think Drake should actually, if 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 he has it in him, like if he's that type of dude, I don't know. You know, I think he should probably give us something a little more deeper, you know. And that's kind of where I am in general in life. Like, I, I think when it comes to music, I'm more so looking for something that is going to resonate with me, but also just kind of touch me in some kind of way. And like, you know, I, I think also the fact that, you know, like you hear some music, and you're like, that shit would be perfect for the club, 
right? But the fact that like, I, I mean, I don't know the last time I've even been to a club or anything. So those songs, um, I don't know. They, I don't really know if they will, um, will resonate, uh, or not with me. So maybe that's why they don't, I don't know. But, um, let's see. Ari Lennox had a new single come out called pressure. I like it. You know, I like, I like Chloe, uh, CD. I mean, her, her new single, a lot of people have been like, oh my God, uh, where, what, is she, what is her name? Chloe and Haley. Uh, but Chloe went sing, went solo and everybody's all like, oh my God, she's out here shaking her ass. And my thing is like, you know, I, I, I think it's hard when you are a, I think it's hard when you are a, uh, a child star, you know, Chloe and Haley come out when they were young and we saw the locks and they were just so innocent looking and all of that. And now like Chloe's like 20 something years old and she's like a young lady, you know what I'm saying? And so if, if she want to like, you know, be sexually free or kind of have like a, some sexuality going, I don't think it's anything wrong with it, but I think people can't get past like seeing them as kids, but they're not kids anymore. You know, they're, they're, they're growing up. And so, um, I don't know. I, I hope that her single does well. I hope when her CD comes out, it does well. Um, because she definitely can sing. Uh, and she can fucking blow. And I, and I, I, I always complain about how I feel like the ones that can blow and can sing, they don't really get the accolades that they should. So I'm really hoping that she becomes a star that she, you know, obviously she wants to be, um, because she has true talent. I think both of the young ladies do Chloe and Haley. So, um, so yeah, so I did listen to that. Have mercy. I listened to that. I was into that. And, um, I mean, it really just, I mean, you could just tell, I mean, she says she went to Beyonce Academy and I definitely can see that she went to Beyonce's Academy. Cause you know, I, I feel like I, if I close my eyes, I feel like I was listening to a Beyonce song. And so let's see. So the last thing I wanted to talk about actually was women in sports. And this is something that's been on my mind. And I actually have been thinking about this a lot recently. Um, you know, I'm a big women's sports fan. Um, I watch the WNBA, I watch women's soccer, um, I watch everything, you know, that's in everything and everything. And so, um, the U S open just passed and, uh, Naomi Osaka like had a complete meltdown and I'm not reading this verbatim, but she made a statement saying after she said, you know, basically how she just mentally, she just has to take a break. Like, because she's really starting to feel like she's just losing the love for the game. And she said that when she wins, she's relieved. But when she loses, she is like devastated. Like she's extremely sad and she just like, you know, it's never like happiness there. Right. And she's still searching for the happiness. And like, you know, she went through a lot, right? Like she left doing a French open. Um, and she was saying that, you know, uh, you know, speaking on her mental health and I love the fact more and more you're seeing more athletes speak out about their mental health because I think it's important. I think, uh, we shouldn't judge people based on sometimes like when you see, especially I personally feel like when you see women, right, you see them as strong, you see them as, you know, these, these beings, you know, women are moms, you know, their wives, you know, there are their sisters, their, their aunts, their, their everything they need to be for their families, you know? And I think people see them as these people that shouldn't complain. You know, you have that burden of like, let's be strong. Let's, you know, cause when you say and think about women in sports, right? Like think about us as regular people, right? 
And as a woman, you know, you might have your fucking period, you feel like shit, you know, but like that can't stop them from going out and fucking performing. And it could be a million fucking things they have going on that they, and they don't fucking feel well, but they can't go out there and be like, y'all, you know, fucking cramping all night. You know what I'm saying? Or my kids fucking up all night. You know, I'm having to get up. When I look at some of these dummy A players, even with Serena, you know, when she had her baby and some of these other athletes, they travel with their fucking kids in that fucking room with them and in the hotel with them. You know, when Serena came back from having her baby, she was still breastfeeding in the back and pumping before she came out to play. That shit is deep, really. And I think sometimes people that don't experience it or don't understand, like when men go play, they're not going to play and leaving their kid like in the hotel like or trying to make sure they travel with like you know a helper or nanny or like their you know a lot of dummy players like sometimes uh their mom will travel with them like for the season so they can like watch the kid while they play and it's not it's usually not like that for men right like men usually leave their kids with the wives while they travel and do their sports and all that and they come home back home to their kids and everything else if their kids live in the home with them and so I just, you know, I I really just wanted to kind of just talk about like how women are just so fucking phenomenal, yo. And I don't think we like people really give them the credit that should be given. You know what I'm saying? Like when people were talking about Naomi and like, oh my God, like what she got going on? Well, the girl said she was depressed, right? And if she's saying she struggled with fucking depression, then that's what it is. And that shit is not easy. It's not easy sometimes just to get over what you're feeling, you know, and and to go out and perform if you feel fucking sad, right? And so I personally love the fact that she's like, let me step away from this for a moment because this shit is not serving me right now. Like I get that I'm ranked and I get that I'm good, but I can't keep putting myself out there and the shit is bringing me down. I respect it. I personally love that Simone Bowles is speaking out about how, you know, she didn't, she didn't perform in the fucking Olympics. And then after she starts now, she's talking to more and more about how like, yeah, like I had a damn broken finger you know my fucking ribs was fucked up and how she kept pushing herself to perform and more and more you hear more women speak out at the u.s opens uh sloan stevens i think that's her name she talked about how she was receiving death threats after she lost it was another young lady i can't remember her name i should look it up before i talked about this but she talked about how she had over a hundred thousand emails and and like uh I guess, Instagram stuff and stuff like that, where people were contacting her telling because she lost and telling her they wish she was dead. And so it's like crazy, right? And I'm not saying that men don't experience these things as well. Like I'm not saying that at all, but I think that the fact that, you know, it's so many inequalities in sports where, where, you know, women get paid less, right? I mean, I talked about last year, the WBA getting the new uh, contracts where they finally started making like I think the highest player uh I think the highest one went up to like almost 300,000 or something like that. It's crazy, right? The best the the best player I think gets paid like either 300 or 350,000 like outside of like, you know, if they have sponsors and stuff. And it's crazy. And then after their seasons, they have to go and play overseas. So most women uh, longevity usually is split in half because after they finish the NBA season, in order for them to continue to make money, they have to go overseas and play over there to get money there to basically be able to live, you know, and they, and these are star players that have to go overseas, not just like regular players. So it's, it, you know, when you just think about all of that and you think about everything that women have to go through, I just wanted to just have a moment where I just talked about like, you know, 
we definitely should give appreciation more to women athletes. Um, we should definitely support them more. You know, it's nothing wrong with tuning into a fucking game. You know what I'm saying? This year, the WBA is celebrating its 25th year anniversary. I love it. I love that they, they did the top 25 WBA players of all time. And so right now they're doing open voting where you can vote on the GOAT. Um, I think it's really cool. I've been watching WBA since the WBA was created. And for me, you know, I was an athlete growing up and being able to see someone look like you and on the screen and, you know, be able to just express themselves and just be free and, you know, be excited and be athletic and all that shit. Like it was amazing as a kid, you know, that's why I think it's so important to, to support this stuff and keep this stuff going. So the, the young kids growing up can actually see representation of themselves on screen and actually see that maybe you can be successful doing this. So that's what you want to do and strive for that. So that's all I had today. The, the, this really was on my mind a lot. Um, I think women are incredible. I think moms are incredible. Um, I sit and look at my friends, that's parents, my sister, that's a new parent. And just the way that you're so in sync with your kids, I just think it's absolutely beautiful. And I think women should be celebrated a lot more than what we are. So this is, this is Mika, you know, speaking on that today. And, um, that's all I really had today. Next week, we're going to have a regular episode where I give you a thought of the week. But I also just want to remind you too. please make sure you go out and follow me on social media so you can just keep up with what we got going on. I'll let you know when I don't have episodes, when I do have episodes or what we have going on or when I have guests. Um, so on Instagram is it's just my thoughts underscore podcast on Twitter is IJMT podcast. I'm on I'm, I'm, I'm in these Twitter streets a lot. OK, so if you if I, I talk back on both. You know, if you might contact me, you see that I do actually talk to you back, but I am on Twitter a lot. I love Twitter. And, um, so you can find me there. You also, if you want to be part of the show, if you have any inquiries, you can email me at, uh, IGMTpodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the show. You can find me on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your, or listen to your podcast. So, you know, don't forget to subscribe, tell a friend, tell a friend. And like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.